0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of DTV. My name is Leila Medeiros, and I'm the CMO of InfoStretch and your host today. And I am uh, pleased to have with us today uh, Peter Marston, who is a research director for IDC analyst firm, and he's responsible for their world worldwide intelligent application services practice. So welcome to DTV, Peter.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Can you shed some light on what are some of the areas of focus that you're concentrating on at IDC in terms of your research and maybe what you're gonna be doing more of in 2021 and beyond?
1: Sure, yep. So I head up IDC's research on application services, which really looks at the full life cycle of application lifecycle management. So from all the way at the design and concept that aspects all the way through requirements gathering and, and the actual running and deploying of applications. Um, so I look at all the steps in between um, following major themes like DevOps and Agile that, that have kind of come more into favor as part of more of modern application delivery methodologies um, and how cloud is affecting how organizations manage their application portfolios and what they're doing to the transition and transform their existing environments.
0: I do see, I, I believe you guys recently published a report on the growing number of applications that enterprises are managing. Um, as of late, and these are disparate applications. So can you maybe summarize on some of, uh, you know, what that report entailed for us? And, you know, why is there such a large number of applications suddenly coming out there? Um, And why is that a problem for organizations and, you know, some of the areas that they can concentrate on to uh, help, you know, manage that?
1: Um, so we, we, on an annual basis, we run a survey just to try to get the pulse of what organizations are doing with their application portfolios. And consistently over the last five years, we've noticed that portfolios are swelling. Organizations are adding more applications to their portfolio, whether it's buying packaged applications or using SaaS applications, as well as building custom applications themselves. Um, and really the, the genesis of that and why they're u- doing that is to try to, I think, provide more continuity between A variety of different business processes within their organizations and better connect different aspects of their businesses, as well as better serve their customers. So you hear themes around customer experience and customer intimacy and user experience and and that nature. Those things have been around for quite a while. Organizations are constantly trying to enhance their relationships with their clients and better interact with what they're doing. And to do that, a lot of times they utilize applications to help manage information, manage process flow, and manage manage how they connect with one another within an organization.
0: Right. And I assume integration of those applications also becomes a complex thing to manage as well. It
1: it absolutely does. And you know when the, the, the challenges as though the portfolio grows, obviously for very large organizations, the range of technology that can be within the overall portfolio can be highly disparate. Um, and bringing effective means to manage those applications in a cost-effective manner for them and be highly optimized in how they do that can be extremely challenging. Um, mm-hmm. Added to that is that integration challenge, as you noted, is bring, you know, as those organizations are trying to be more connected within their home portfolio and then better connected with their clients, having strong data models to, to, to really be well-informed and have the analytics around customer behavior and business operations is, is, is not an easy thing to do and mm-hmm. creates higher levels of complexity, creates more challenges for them to focus on. And most often there's prioritization that has to happen and what they do focus on and what they leave kind of to, to risk to, to, to do their operations and how they take that calculated risk
0: right right and so where, where we come from also because we're seeing a lot of this happen um and from the perspective of people processes and technology so i'm curious um you know to what extent does co- company culture uh play a role or play a part in this or is it really all down to the technical methodology
1: the, you know honestly i think the technic technical methodology is the easier part you know the, the tougher part is making the adjustments culturally so that the organization can Better, better achieve its objectives and imperatives. And a lot of times that's, that's a mix. It's a mix of changing the cultural dynamic, um, having incentives in place for people to, to wanna change because sometimes that can be something some organizations have difficulty with is embracing that change and moving forward into a newer dynamic um, and putting people outside their comfort zone. Um, part of that as well is, is having the leadership and, and strategic insight as to how to go through that and then obviously the people management side of actually executing those types of activities and, and bringing it all to fruition is something that's really tough.
0: And in, in light of the massive upheaval the world is experiencing um, with regards to COVID-19, um, what are some of the top tech trends that you're forecasting or you um, envision are going to be um, significant in 2021, um, you know, such as remote or automation or predictive analytics or things like that.
1: Yep. And and, I mean, I think you hit on the big big ones there. So it sounds like you've been pretty well prepped. Um, Yes. uh, You know, those areas, the the adoption of cloud is something that we think is going to be, you know, surging much higher than what it had done in the past because of organizations trying to have, I think, a bit of sustainability and continuity in their operations. And and it is a, a very difficult time for many organizations that have visibility in their supply chains, have stronger insight around how to better connect with their customers um, because of distancing. And, and one of the things that a lot of our organizations have, have gone through in terms of um, adjusting their operations has been going, getting outside of the office, doing that remote type of uh, work and, and being able to be as effective as, as possible um, outside of the, the brick and mortar setting. Um, But you you hit the nail on the head in terms of what we've been observing. It's kind of I think a, 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 a spike in certain trends around having heightened analytics and being able to better predict and understand what that customer behavior is or what sort of issues could come from business operations and being able to circumvent them faster and more intelligently than before and utilizing automate, you know, digging into the automation bubble a little bit further, utilizing machine learning, artificial intelligence to help cater the to the needs that those organizations have and and be stronger in in executing what they need to do.
0: Right, absolutely. And what um I actually was listening to a presentation yesterday uh from one of the board members at Pfizer. And one of the things that came up is also um, how are they in housing and outsourcing some of of their growing technical needs? So, you know, it leads me to think, you know, um, given the increased demand for remote capabilities in all industries, do you see third-party tech services uh, companies um, playing a bigger role or, um, you know, what would be the advantage of working with a skilled set of external resources or what would be the disadvantage and also, you know, where do you draw the line?
1: Yep, that, that's the magic question. It's, you know, yeah. I think there's a variety of approaches that, that are taken. Um, what we've found through our research is that organizations have an appetite to bring more third-party expertise in-house. And I, I think there's a couple couple things behind why they're doing that. And a lot of times it's really around the expertise that they can bring. It's stuff that these third-party organizations have been living and breathing on a daily basis, do that as part of kind of what their what their key profession is. Um, and bringing that expertise to help guide and, and coach clients along with how they can go through a transformation and how they can make changes in how they're doing their application management and overall life cycle management. Um, sometimes that can be much more cost effective. Um, obviously that make, being a, a very attractive business opportunity for, for, for client organizations to bring in a third party in that respect. Um, I think some of the challenges are, are consistent with, with what they've been in the past is kind of building bringing in the the uh, a different organization and quickly assimilating that organization into the client organization and being able to to work hand in hand with one another having that strong cultural fit so that you know the, the change is managed in a way that's comfortable and is generating some levels of success so i think you know the the major challenges have have consistently been there but what we've been observing is we're we're seeing more organizations want to have their applications, for example, managed on the cloud by third parties um, because they, they don't have a lot of that expertise in-house. They don't have the time and energy to do it themselves, take them away from their day jobs, um, in which case they're utilizing smart organizations that, that provide these services to help them get through those types of challenges.
0: Um, great, well, I uh, thank you for uh, coming on the show today. Appreciate your time. And everybody, don't uh, forget that DTV is a a podcast as well. So uh, my point about screen time, you don't have to watch it. You can listen to it. Um, Otherwise, we uh, will conclude this interview. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode.
1: Thank you.